Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everybody. Today is May the 6th, and we're going to read Proverbs 6 together. We're going to read it again in the ESV and then in the Passion Translation. Um, In the ESV, it says, My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth and caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, hasten, and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard, and when will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber. A little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. A worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with crooked speech, winks with his eyes, signals with his feet, points with his finger, with perverted heart devises evil, continually sowing discord. Therefore calamity will come upon him suddenly. In a moment he will be broken beyond healing." There are six things that the Lord hates and seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life to preserve you from the evil woman and from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Do not desire her beauty in your heart and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. For the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts down a precious life. Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. None who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry. But if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. He will get wounds and dishonor, and his disgrace will not be wiped away. For jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation, and he will refuse, though you multiply gifts. And then in the Passion Translation, that exact same psalm says this, My son, if you co-sign a loan for an acquaintance and guarantee his debt, you'll be sorry that you ever did it. You'll be trapped by their promise and legally bound by the agreement. So listen carefully to my advice. Get quickly out of it as possibly as quickly as you can. Swallow your pride. Get over your embarrassment. And go tell your friend you want your name off that contract. Don't put it off and don't rest until you get it done. Rescue yourself from future pain and be free from it once and for all. You'll be so relieved that you did. When you're feeling lazy, come and learn a lesson from this tale of the tiny ant. 
Yes, all you lazy bones, come learn from the example of the ant and enter into wisdom. The ants have no chief, no boss, no manager. No one has told them what to do, but you'll see them working and toiling all summer long, stockpiling their food in preparation for winter. So wake up, sleepyhead. How long will you lie there, and when will you wake up and get out of bed? If you keep nodding off and thinking, I'll do it later, or say to yourself, I'll just sit back a while and take it easy, just watch how the future unfolds. By making excuses, you'll learn what it means to go without. Poverty will pounce on you like a bandit and move in as your roommate for life. Here's another life lesson to learn from observing the wayward and wicked man. You can tell they're lawless. They're constant liars, proud deceivers, full of clever poise and ploys and convicting plots. Their twisted thoughts are perverse, always with a scheme to stir up trouble and sowing strife with every step they take. But when calamity comes knocking on their door, suddenly and without warning, they're undone, broken tibbets, shattered, with no hope of healing. There are six evils God truly hates, and a seventh that is an abomination to him. Putting others down while considering yourself superior, spreading lies and rumors, spilling the blood of the innocent, plotting evil in your heart toward another, gloating over doing what's plainly wrong, spouting lies and false testimony, and stirring up strife between friends. These are entirely despicable to God. My son, obey your father's godly instruction and follow your mother's life-giving teaching for fill your heart with their advice and let your life be shaped by what they've taught you. Their wisdom will guide you wherever you go and keep you from bringing harm to yourself. Their instruction will whisper to you at every sunrise and direct you through a brand new day. For truth is a bright beam of light shining into every area of your life, instructing and correcting you to discover the ways to godly living. Truth will protect you from immorality and from the promiscuity of another man's wife. Your heart won't be enticed by her flatteries or lust over her beauty, nor will her suggestive ways conquer you. Prostitutes reduce a man to poverty, and the adulteress steals your soul. She may even cost you your life. For how can a man light his pants on fire and not be burned? Can he walk over hot coals of fire and not blister his feet? What makes you think that you can sleep with another man's wife and not get caught? Do you really think you'll get away with it? Don't you know it will ruin your life? You can almost excuse a thief if he steals to feed his own family, but if he's caught, he still has to pay back what he stole sevenfold. His punishment and fine will cost him greatly. Don't be so stupid as to think you can get away with your adultery. It will destroy your life and you'll pay the price for the rest of your days. You'll discover what humiliation, shame, and disgrace are all about. For no one will ever let you forget what you've done. A husband's jealousy makes a man furious. He won't spare you when he comes to take revenge. Try all you want to talk your way out of it. Offer him a bribe and see if you can manipulate him with your money. Nothing will turn him aside when he comes to you with vengeance in his eyes. So out of Proverbs 6, I think the verse that stuck out to me is verse 23. But before I get there, I think sometimes as we read different Proverbs and you read about what God hates and the things that are highlighted, um, at some point or another, as you read the Bible, you will find yourself under condemnation. Um, But I love how Romans 8 says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if any of those things that I just read, you think, I have done that. (laughs) Um, I have have spread discord between friends. I have planned evil things. I have gloated about things that aren't right. I have committed adultery, whatever it might be. I think it is important to apply the blood of Jesus even to our past, to confess our sins, confess them whoever we need to, but then also to read these things and to not let them... Um, put us at a distance from God because that is absolutely not what Jesus did. Jesus 
took us and brought us close while we were still sinners. He died for us. So I hope that is encouraging to you before we get into taking it apart. I think the further we get into Proverbs, I mean, we all are going to find ourselves on the wrong side of wisdom at some point. And it is just important to level the playing field right now and say that the grace of God meets us and his blood covers us and we get a new start. So that's wonderful news. But as we get a new start, I wanted to highlight verse 23. In the Passion Translation, it says, For truth is a bright beam of light, shining into every area of your life, instructing and correcting you to discover the ways to godly living. And in the ESV, it says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching a light, and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. And it reminded me of something that we read when we studied John together. In John chapter 3, Jesus says, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people loved the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Isn't it wonderful how the word of God confirms itself? Jesus, who read Proverbs over and over in his lifetime, has a conversation with Nicodemus, who came by the cover of night, about this very line, truth as a beam of light. Jesus said, I am the truth. Remember when he was about to be crucified, Pilate asks him, what is truth? And Pilate is speaking this out of his own disenfranchised hope, but he was answered in the man Jesus. And truth where the man Jesus, when we follow him, will be a light to us. His gentle friendship is loving enough to expose the dark places in us. He uncovers what we would rather keep secret. He displays what we have painstakingly attempted to bury. Why? So that we can be like him. So that we can be ultimately, as we were actually created to be in Genesis, made in his image, pure, clean, and new. His wise friendship is a lamp for us, illuminating the way and chasing the darkest shadow of shame from our hearts, teaching us a better way to live. Even his kind correction and his invitation to course correct is for our life. He is committed to us finding the path of life and rescuing us from the heavy black fog of life without him. He is the light committed to walk each step with us as illustrated by these wonderful lines. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. Replace the word they with the Holy Spirit. When you walk, the Holy Spirit will lead you. When you lie down, the Holy Spirit will watch over you. And when you awake, the Holy Spirit will talk with you. Isn't the nearness of our God our good? Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I think I love um, the theme of light in this proverb. And I love the theme of light all through the Bible, really. And how God uses the elements of the world to display himself, to put himself and his character on display. And one of those things, um, the kids and I were just reading Genesis together. And like that God first said, let there be light. He is light. And how sometimes when we're in friendship with him, it is uncomfortable how he exposes some of the dark things in our hearts. And sometimes I'm surprised that I'm not as good as I think I am. But he never exposes to shame, just like we said earlier in the podcast, but that he exposes so that he can clean it out and help me. 
And so I hope as you walk with him today, I'm just praying that his light would illuminate different parts of your life that you maybe have kept in the dark or kept hidden and know that when his light comes, all of him comes. He doesn't ever come in part. So his mercy comes and his compassion comes and his transforming power comes. And so I'm praying that as you encounter the dark places of your heart, instead of getting really defeated and discouraged, which I so often do, just give those places to Jesus and know that his light will chase away the dark parts of your heart. It makes us full of light. And that's what he came to do. So I hope you're encouraged today and we will be back here tomorrow for Proverbs chapter seven. Have a wonderful day.